0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the 7pm Cafe Podcast new and improved mental health series, the Cafe Corner Conversations on Mental Health. that you are here and my name is Maggie Glass and I will be your host for this podcast. Lucy will be my co-host on a few episodes and we're going to change this format a little bit. What'll happen is we'll now be airing these episodes twice a month on Thursday, and one of the podcasts will be just me. So we'll have a conversation, I'll have some guests on at some point, and the other one will be with Lucy and I having conversations like we've had in the past. So it should be a really interesting way of talking about mental health and really putting out there some really good perspective and some knowledge that maybe other people didn't know. So we'll start the new schedule in June because right now we're just still trying to figure it all out and we both needed a little bit of a break from the last podcast because there was a lot going on and that is a part of self-care is setting those boundaries and we're grateful to have you here with us after our mental health break so thank you so much for being here. I would love to get us started by introducing myself again, because I know I did a little bit and Lucy talked about me in the first mental health mini series episode. But now, you know, we're going to get to know each other a little bit better, have some conversations and meet some of the people that I admire and are some of my friends to help us talk through some mental health awareness and issues that other people are having. So I was born in Bedford, Pennsylvania, a very small town. I started in theater at a very young age with the Bedford County Players in Bedford, Pennsylvania because of my mom and my dad. And that eventually turned into a theater career where I worked on and off Broadway in regional theaters, summer stock theaters, eventually also working at the Metropolitan Opera. A lot of really cool shows, a lot of really amazing people in a space that was very beautiful and absolutely wonderful. After living in New York for about five years, I decided to change course, and I went back to grad school to do something different, and I got my master's degree in social work, and I moved to where I live currently, Baltimore, Maryland, which I love, and have found another passion in working in mental health. I currently work with a company where I help people get connected to mental health care. So you know, I am an artist. I still do theater. I still sing on off times. Hopefully more will come soon when things start to open up again. And I'm also a mental health professional. I am licensed here in the state of Maryland, so I can call myself a social worker. Whole legal thing around that. (laughs) But it's good to know what my credentials are. And if there are any questions about any of that, please feel free to reach out to us and we can talk a little bit more about it. So I've always loved helping people work through difficult topics and have meaningful conversations, especially when it comes to stories and things that are a little difficult to talk about. So my hope for this podcast is to talk about mental health in conversations or as close to that as we can get. And I know Lucy is right on board with me. When she approached me about helping her get started with the mental health mini-series, it was to do just that, to have conversations about mental health in a way that is accessible to others and in a way that is human and down-to-earth. So I do hope that we can do that for you, especially on topics that are sometimes not the easiest to digest or understand, These episodes will be primarily in English, for I am not bilingual as our illustrious other co-host Lucy is. And I wish I was, but here we are. As we are starting this anew, we would love to hear from you, our listeners, on topics that you would like to hear about. We have some ideas, I got some programming happening soon, but we would love to hear from you. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover, a story you would want to share, or if you know of anyone who would be a good guest to the show, please let us know. Um, That can be you as a guest, it can also be someone else who has an interesting story or has wanted to talk about it. So to do that, you can either email us or message us on Instagram, and I'll share all of those links when we get to the end of the podcast. So it is the month of May. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I wanted to share with you a brief history of what that is, where it came from, and also share some data, facts, and statistics on mental health here in America that some people may not know. Mental Health Awareness Month was established in 1949 to increase the awareness and importance of mental health and wellness in Americans' lives, and to celebrate recovery from mental illness. Why wouldn't we want to celebrate that? I mean, come on. There are many organizations that have taken part of this, but a couple of the most influential and who actually started all of this was the National Alliance on Mental Health and SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Organization. Both of those have really great links to information on substance use or mental health and where to get help and things like that. And we'll put some links in the description as well. So you can go to those if you would like. A couple of the facts that I'd like to give to you about mental health are kind of alarming. And I think you'll see why. One in five adults in America experience mental illness. That's insane, one in five. If you know five people, one of you, at least one of you, have a mental illness. Who knew? Depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide and is a major contributor to the global burden of disease. Mental health. I mean, come on. African American and Hispanic Americans use mental health services at about half the rate of white Americans in the past year and Asian Americans about one-third of the rate. There are so many factors that go into those statistics, but it's good to hear that the quote-unquote minority populations, which are actually the majority now in the U.S., don't use services as often. And there's a lot of systemic reasons around that. We could get into a whole conversation, so I'm just going to leave it there for right now. Nearly 60% of adults with mental illness didn't receive mental health services in the previous year. That's insane. And also, 50%, nearly 50% of youth aged 8 to 15 didn't receive the mental health services in the previous year. There's a lot of change happening in the adult and youth space in how to get mental health services to them in a way that is accessible. A lot of schools now have school social workers or work with community agencies to have mental health right on campus, which is amazing. Adults who are in college or have an employer generally will have some way to get a hold of a mental health counselor. If your job has an EAP, which is in An employee assistance program, that's a great thing to leverage because you can get connected to mental health professionals pretty easily. If your employer doesn't have one, maybe bring it up to them. If you work in the service industry or an industry that notoriously has not been the greatest at taking care of their people with their benefits, there are other ways that you can seek help as well. There are pro bono projects that are around the city. If you have Medicaid or Medicare, there are ways that you can see a therapist or a mental health professional through that. If you're a veteran, the VA is always a great place to get started. There are some issues around that too, but it's a great place to start. And approximately 24% of state prisoners have a recent history of a mental health condition. And approximately 26% of Adults experiencing homelessness, stayed in shelters live with serious mental illnesses, and one half of all chronic mental illness begins by the age of 14, three quarters by the age of 24. Just think about that for a minute. All those people in prisons, a recent history of a mental health condition. In state prisons, is there care? Yes, there is. Is it as widely spread as we would like? No, it is not. Should prisons even be a thing? I have thoughts. Maybe later. It's not for this podcast. And the adults experiencing homelessness, you know, say they live with serious mental illness, which is true. We've seen that. And projects like Healthcare for the Homeless here in Baltimore and other outreach systems have had the ability to start putting more mental health professionals, social workers, counselors in those spaces to help get people help. Also, in Maryland, or at least in Baltimore, there are starting to have social workers in libraries. How great is that? You can walk into a library and talk to somebody about mental health care and like what you're going through and they can help you get connected to resources. A place where you already go for resources, just getting a little bit better and a little more accessible. It's a model that has been working and they're seeing some really good uh, outcomes with it. Hopefully it'll be a little more widespread, but it's a good place to start. One of the hardest things about talking about mental illness with others is remembering that people have different ideas of what that looks like, of what mental health is, of what it looks like, and the way that the media, our systems, our government has created a narrative of mental health being this bad thing this evil thing this thing we can't do anything about is just wrong it's absolutely wrong If you have a mental health issue or mental health condition, or if you just need to talk to somebody who's not your friend to get some, some neutral advice, that's the perfect reason to go see somebody. You know, people ask, when do I need to go get help? Well, that's a really hard question to answer because it's such an individual process. But a couple of ideas is when you can't do it on your own, when you're trying to do it and you just feel like there's something missing and you can't do it on your own, You don't have to. You don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to do anything on your own unless you want to. And there are professionals out there that you can get help from. If you feel, another reason is if you feel the need to speak with someone who is impartial to the situation. I talk to a lot of the people, the clients that I talk to say that sometimes, you know, it's easier to talk to somebody who doesn't have skin in the game because there's no judgment. There's nothing there, but I'm going to listen to you and give you some feedback and maybe some tools to help you work through whatever you're going through. So if you need somebody like that to talk about some stuff, find it. There's nothing wrong with that. And also, if you feel like you need some tools, action steps, or just need some help working with your emotions, that is a great reason to go and get help. And I want to preface this by also saying that getting help is not only individual therapy. That can be support groups. That can be therapy groups. That can be couples therapy, family therapy. It can be outdoor therapy, equine therapy. Oh my god, the list is endless. And they're everywhere. So it's just something to think about moving forward. Do I need help other than what I've been doing? Are there tools that I haven't been seeing? And do I need somebody impartial to help me through what I'm going through? Or another reason is, is there something that is scaring me that I'm doing that I don't wanna do anymore? That agent of change right there is huge. And if you have a substance use issue, Please go seek help if you are ready for it. There are, I know there's so much stigma around getting help for substance use and that does not make you a weak person. Asking for help makes you strong, makes you resilient and If you're not there yet, that's okay too. We're going to meet you wherever you're at. And right now on this podcast, I am meeting you where you are. I hope you're meeting me where I am right now. I'm a little nervous, so I feel like I'm rambling. And that's okay because I can be nervous and still talk to you about all of these things. There are some free ways to get help. I know that's something that people think about a lot, especially if you're in the service industry or in an entertainment industry where there's not a lot of money happening right now. So you can always go online and look and see what projects are in your area. In Baltimore, we have the Pro Bono Counseling Project where there are counselors who give their time away for free to help people talk about their mental health. If you are a first responder, there are also lines that you can use that can help you with that too. There's a service called Give a Minute that actually helps with exactly that. It's therapists and other professionals giving moments of their time to help out others who need it. So it's worth taking a look. Uh, Online help is always there. Also look for support groups look for support groups in your area, look for, sometimes there are Facebook groups that are run by clinicians that could be really helpful. Psychology Today is a great place to start looking for a therapist if you would like. And if you need help searching for a therapist, there are ways to do that too. You can always call your insurance company if you have insurance um, and they can help you through it. Is it okay to ask for help? The answer is yes. Always. Yes. It is never a wrong time to ask for help. There is never a wrong time or too late of time. Never, ever, never, ever. Always ask for help if you need help. If you desire help, ask for it because it'll be there. And no matter what happens, it is not weak. I don't care who you're talking to, asking for help does not make you weak. That is propaganda from America, especially that individualistic, pull-you-up-by-your-bootstraps thinking that does not work. You can ask for help, and it's okay. No one will judge you. And if they do judge you, maybe think about getting away from them, because that's not helpful. So, I'm saying all of this and giving you all this little tidbits of information, because mental health is important. Mental health is so important to how we function in not just our lives, but in our bodies, in our systems, in our communities, in any place that we are. It's so important because mental health should be taken care of just like our bodies are for they are connected and influence each other. I know it's crazy. Your mind influences how your body works. Your body influences how your mind works. It's all interconnected. There are not two separate pieces floating, just kind of living together in this weird space and treating one without treating the other is like making a cake without sugar like it may still be a cake but there's always going to be something missing and we need to keep an eye on that as we move forward and talking about you know mental health and taking a break sometimes is exactly what we need Taking a break to connect with the people that we love. The ability to connect with people who care about us. Or just connect with ourselves. There's nothing wrong with taking a break. I mean, Lucy and I are doing that right now. Taking a break. And we're going to come back stronger than ever because we were able to know that we needed this to focus on other things and to take it one step at a time. I hope that you got something interesting out of this conversation. I know for me, it was a little all over the place and I feel like that's what's going to be sometimes. And also know that we're here. We're here to have conversations. We're here to talk about the hard stuff. We're here to talk about the stuff that people know about but don't really understand fully and I hope that we can help people understand a little bit more about mental health and how to get help if you need it. So like I said before, we are starting a new format for this podcast. They will be aired twice a month and um, the new structure will be, one will be just me, possibly with some guests. The other one will be Lucy and I, also possibly with some guests, and we'll just have some more conversations We will be back in June with new content, so please come listen and possibly learn something. Again, if you have an idea, a topic, or a story you'd like to share with us, uh, or something you'd like us to have us cover, please feel free to email us at the7pmcafepodcast at gmail.com, or you can message or comment on our Instagram page, which is also the7pmcafepodcast thanks again for listening. This is Maggie Glass signing off. Stay safe, be kind, be helpful.